0: Thank you for listening to Lost at Sea. I'm your host, Taylor, and this is episode four, Pedestals, Pastors, and Eugene Peterson. This episode, we discuss the dangers of giving Christian leaders too much influence by placing them on pedestals. We also talk about how Christians seem to enjoy building others up just to tear them down once they say something we don't agree with. So, Eugene Peterson is being interviewed and when asked would you do a same-sex marriage he replied yes and then the world uh in the christian world everything just went crazy yep and he was uh threatened with losing all of his basically his livelihood as far as like he's about to retire yeah he's getting ready to retire and lifeway is going to stop selling his books it's crazy so that's what we're going to talk about today hey guys Taylor here. I'll be stopping in from time to time just to help guide the conversation. First, let's listen to what Stephanie thinks of who Eugene Peterson really is. Stephanie. So, knowing what we know about Eugene Peterson everything that's happened. Which I
1: don't know a lot outside of this
0: outside of this situation. And neither. the
1: fact that he wrote the message.
0: Is Eugene Peterson a good person?
1: Is he a good person? Yeah, should we listen According to anything? According to theology, he has to say? none of us are good people
0: true but not all of us have the influence that this guy does right
1: so um my take on it is that like i when when i found out the news that the guy who wrote the message was like oh hey yeah i would perform a a gay marriage or a same-sex marriage or whatever and i was like oh cool okay (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean and and so i read like the uh Commentary on it and stuff like that, and people were saying, "Yeah, he never used the word homosexual in his translations," which I appreciated, not because it's a political thing, even though I very much think that uh, translations are a political thing. They, what, the words that you choose, the language that you choose, especially in sacred text, shapes the way that people think about things. That's how language works. It's called the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis. Look it up. I thought it was uh, more accurate to the actual greek origins because the word homosexual in the english language didn't really surface i think until like the 1800s so is he a bad person or a good person i think that's not really the question that we should be asking here because like i frankly i mean i know a lot of people who don't feel the same way but i frankly didn't care (laughs) when he came out with um like as, as affirming you know i was like oh cool that's great then he retracted and We can say that it correlated with the whole Lifeway, you know, pulling the plug.
0: It's speculation.
1: But, yeah, it's just speculation. I don't really know nor care to answer the question, like, is he a good person or is he a bad person? Because, ultimately, he's a human. You know what I mean? And whether or not he meant to say that he would marry a same-sex couple, to me, is irrelevant. Because... He's just a person, you know what I mean? Like, he's an influential person, but that's because we as Christians designate power to him.
0: Yeah, we put him on the pedestal. Exactly. For sure.
1: Um, and so when he falls out of line, either way, you know, if he fall like, because there are a lot of affirming Christians, and a lot of people don't want to admit that, but there are a lot of affirming Christians. Oh, for sure. Exactly. And so, like, either way, whatever he says, somebody's going to hate him, and that's honestly only because we give him so much power over... What we think and what we feel. Right. Conservatives with, with whether or not he's affirming. You know, like if he's affirming, then he's we basically we, we need to stop to support. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need to stop supporting him. Uh, if he's not affirming, then affirming Christians are like, well, we need to stop supporting him. It's like he's a person, um, and regardless of whether he meant to say either of the things that he said, we need to stop putting him in a position, and, and everybody really putting them in a position to where we either. Make them into a hero or vilify them for the beliefs that they hold.
0: Well, I mean, yes, we want both. Yeah, <laughs> we wanna we wanna be able to to praise the people that we want to yeah. whenever it feels right. Yeah, and we wanna be able to jump on the bandwagon and tear everyone down right. as soon as we right. can. So right, and hence I, the crucifixion. <laughs> right, right. Ultimately,
1: like my hope is that people would become affirming. Obviously, you know, I I think that um, having non-affirming theology can really harm people in a lot of different ways in many of the ways that we've already talked about in previous episodes. But for me, that wasn't an overnight process. Right. And the thing is, is that people, in my opinion, people see stuff like this, especially like in um, Christian media and and stuff like that, and they don't see the actual real person that's going through a process of change, maybe, or maybe not. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: think think that's really, really good. And I really want to touch on the... People being in a spotlight, not being allowed to have any sort of process or yeah. transition time to, yeah. to kind of evaluate what they believe. Right. You know, like Eugene Peterson, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. you know, from my understanding, outside of what I know him for, he's a very influential, prominent figure in in Christianity and in the church, and so what he says does hold weight. And yeah. because of, of how we we place him there. But the truth is, it, it seems like it, he even says in the interview, like if you would have asked me this twenty years ago, yeah. I probably would not have said that. Right. You know, it's not like this guy is senile, right. having a hard time right. tracing where he was at. Even the guy who interviewed him, uh, Jonathan Martin, not Jonathan Martin, Merritt. Um, Jonathan Merritt.
1: Jonathan Martin's great too, though. Yeah, he
0: is great. I love him. I'm just trying to read his book, but I'm just. Not a place to receive love. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, so the guy who was interviewing Eugene uh, Peterson, Jonathan Merritt, he even said, you know, when he was having his conversation, he was in another interview uh, on a a different podcast saying, you know, that when he was having these conversations and answering or asking these questions, like this guy was clear headed, you know, he knew what he was saying. He, he didn't need any more like more words, he just needed to say yes because yeah. he he had made up his mind. Is right. what it seemed like. And so I just think it's it's crazy how this this man who has processed this and probably studied more than most people could even dream to study the Bible, uh, to the point where he was able to write his own translation. Yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's not an idiot. Yeah, for sure. But he needs he he, he still needs the ability to explore those questions and take his time just like everybody else does yeah. you know and I think again part of the reason we do that or this these questions or have these conversations is to open up that dialogue mm-hmm. because that's what we're doing right and I, I just I f- feel like we're missing out on our potential as human beings when we do that to others because we immediately make it impossible yeah. for ourselves to do that oh yeah so when we when we start criticizing someone else's process of learning or uh, cultivating new, ideas or, right. or thoughts on things, we're, we're really doing it to ourselves too. We're making it more difficult for ourselves to ever explore what we really, truly believe exactly. on things because we're so scared of what could happen to our social structures because yeah. everything could collapse. Your well, entire yeah. li- livelihood could be taken away from you. Okay, so that's kind of who Eugene Peterson is and how the church treats people they don't like. Here's my take on Eugene's retraction.
1: What was your response to him retracting? Like, what was your initial gut response?
0: Like I said before, I mean, at first, when he first made the statement, or when that interview first came out, I was just naively excited because I am involved in the Christian culture enough that when someone like this guy says something, to me, even if if he isn't that important, it just it matters. You know, like I felt like it mattered for me to kind of tell my story of, of how I came to a point where I was affirming for straight people, especially it's kind of like, yeah, like people can get mad at you, but your life can't be ruined is, is like the belief, you know, it's like, that's kind of like, I don't, I don't think that I have stakes in this enough to not talk about it. And so for Eugene Peterson, this guy who is respected widely in conservative circles To say something like that, I just, you know, it was exciting to me. Yeah. And then I I started reading the stories about, you know, Lifeways' response. And I, again, we're speculating, but it just, for me, it was disappointing for that to come out. And then immediately, like a day later, to receive a retraction and like an official statement saying, Yeah, I know I said that, but then I prayed about it and realized it was all wrong. (laughs) What?
1: You had yeah. 24
0: hours to realize everything you just said. Right. You know, like, it just... Honestly, like, it just doesn't make any any sense to me. And so I, I think, for me, my reaction now to his retraction is is I'm just frustrated. Yeah. I feel like I naively just accepted that and was yeah. like, yes, I don't care if I'm putting on him on a pedestal. Like, this guy is... He's taking, like, a, a leap of faith, even at this age, like, when he really has done enough probably for the faith in his eyes or in a lot of people's eyes. Like this guy could stop even talking about God and be off the hook. But like he, he took it there.
1: Yeah.
0: Like he did that. He could have, there were so many stereotypical cliche conservative responses that he could have said if he really didn't want to, if he didn't want to make waves. Right. You don't, you don't affirm in an interview with one of the biggest Christian journalists, and then expect not to get some sort of flack for it. Right. Like, you just don't.
1: And I guess that supports the theory that he just, like, got caught up in the moment and then said things that he didn't mean. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, again, that we're, like, we're, we're speculating, you know what I mean? But this is a real reaction from you, you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? This it, is just a response. It is
0: a speculation, but it, it did frustrate me. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, even if it wasn't because of the life way... Christian bookstore threat that they made. Yeah. It's still like what do you not understand? I mean, I, I don't I guess like I don't want to be too easy on him either because like at the end of the day, like Eugene Peterson again is a smart guy. Yeah. He's he's done a Brilliant. lot of research and I'm sure he knows his stance yeah. by now. He has to know his stance. Right. So I don't I don't buy it that he got caught up in the moment. Bullshit. Right. <laughs> Eugene Peterson <laughs> I love you, man. I feel like you're a nice guy. And you probably have the same beliefs as me. But for you to have an interview, you wanted to use your platform to sell books because you're getting ready to retire. You used your platform. Guess what, man? Take the consequences. But don't just back out and say, I prayed about it. I thought about it later. Like, let's literally, in the retraction, it says, you know, after much thought and prayer, I, I just, I don't agree with that anymore. I just don't buy it. I think that's just bullshit, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it at all. So my rea- my reaction to it is just definitely negative. I feel like he's, I think he has really, he has made himself a an advocate for someone and then took it all away. And again, you can speculate why, but regardless of why, right. a whole group of people that is continuously hurt by the church just got hurt again in some sense from unnecessarily I mean, yeah okay. for like no we can reason. at least admit that again i mean if you were scared about it you have yeah. so many responses you could say right there's so many good responses right. that you know they sound good right but you you intentionally did not do that okay. the one question that made the difference you said yes you mm-hmm. didn't say uh kind of i don't know i'd have to pray no. and you didn't
1: explain your yes you guess. said yes yeah i get it
0: yeah and some of that might be on fault of Jonathan Merritt. I don't
1: think so. He could have had a follow up question. I mean, sure, but you can ask a question and then it's true. Somebody just say, I mean, sometimes
0: you get an answer like yes to same sex marriage from a conservative pastor. And you're just like, you know what? I don't really want to know your explanation. I'm just (laughs) going to take that. Right. So, I mean, I guess there's part of that in there too, but yeah, not my, not my favorite thing. I mean, I just felt like, just felt like he abused his, his voice and then didn't want to take the consequences for it. Hey, Lost at Sea listeners, wondering how you can support Lost at Sea? Good news, there are plenty of ways. First, you can follow us on Twitter at Lost at Sea PC, or search for Lost at Sea Podcast on Facebook and give us a like. If you're looking to invest a little bit more into this podcast, donate monthly on our Patreon page. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash Lost at Sea not only can you support Lost at Sea, but you can gain access to exclusive bonus content only available to our patrons. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash lost at sea PC. So let's get back into this conversation. Here's Stephanie's take on Eugene's retraction.
1: My response was, oh, like in the beginning in the beginning i was like oh all right cool but then you know what i mean like I, I saw that he came out as affirming and i'm like oh that's um cool all right cool yeah this is cool the day two two days later whenever it came out again uh that that he was uh retracting it i was like, "Oh." <laughs>
0: Oh wait, another religious leader disappointed me. Yeah,
1: wow. I mean, <laughs> surprise it, do you surprise. You think that's
0: why? Is it just because yeah. it really isn't a big deal or is no. it because you're just you're kind of numb to this <laughs> kind of stuff?
1: I I am dead inside. <laughs> no, I I genuinely didn't care. <laughs> um, so weird. I, you know, I, like, I
0: felt so I know, betrayed. I know. I know he texted no me.
1: You're like, oh my god, oh my god. And I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, this is the thing that's happening. But I mean, cool, whatever. And it wasn't even like I'm not putting him on a pedestal. I mean, it was, but it's because I don't recognize the pedestals of Christian leaders. You know what I mean? Like right. I've kind of disengaged from uh, Christianity in general, even like personal. Christian, and we've talked about this before, but even if I wasn't disconnecting myself, I would still recognize that the spirit in me is the same exact spirit as the one in Eugene Peterson. Mm. So he doesn't have any more authority to say what he wants to say than I do. He doesn't have any more authority than me. None of these pastors do. Mm. And the thing is, is that Christians don't recognize that as, as like by and large don't recognize that. I mean, there are a few that, that say that they do, you know what I mean? But then would really be upset if somebody did not recognize their authority over them. Which- so my response was generally a non-response. I hurt on behalf of the LGBTQ people that I knew that were hurt by this. I know a lot of people who are way more engaged in the faith than I am. And who uh, are affirming? Who were really excited by this news that the author of or the translator who authored the message is like affirming. Yeah, you know, being vocal. Exactly, and they were so excited. And then just a couple days later, he came out against it, and they were crushed. And you know, I felt really, really bad for them because it's not often when when a faith leader who everybody respects, comes out as affirming.
0: This next part of the conversation, Steph and I talk about the dangers of placing Christian leaders on pedestals and how Christians shouldn't demonize people who believe differently than they do.
1: Right? The, the, the most prominent one that I'm aware of um, is Vicki Beeching, uh, who basically, if you grew up in a youth group, in the late 90s early 2000s you probably sung a vicky beeching song i'm sorry um (laughs) and uh so but she came out not only as affirming but as a lesbian um a a couple years ago she lost a lot of her support from christian bases but largely her career in music in in the christian world was over
0: it's nuts yeah but i mean we've seen this before there's there's i mean not 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 a white male pastor right? Um, which would be crazy i mean rob bell but he he was never <laughs> taken seriously actually
1: he was for a while he people had a big were, church
0: like well i he mean, was a mega church pastor in
1: the beginning people loved his Numa videos and everything like that you right. know um but then he started coming out with these weird ass like things <laughs> that he was saying and people were like uh, rob bell um i don't really like what you're saying anymore um could you please stop and he's like no yeah. I will not stop. And then they were like, all right, well, you're a heretic.
0: Yeah. We I mean, we do this. And it's funny. Christians really like to crucify people. Oh, yeah. In a metaphorical sense, we really yeah. like it. Because uh, there was uh, Hatmaker, which ah, a gin hat maker. Ah, yeah. I was going to talk about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. She was a famous yeah. author, and, and she came out as affirming. And we literally, like, Christianity just disowned her. Yeah. Uh, a predominant amount right. of us. And it's just, like, people like that. It, it happens all the time. Right um but again like Rachel not Held Evans is another level one. and i think it's funny like the one man uh that finally has the guts to say it and then he retracts a statement yeah and, like all of these strong female authors are like we don't give a shit what right. you say about us right, right, we've right. been we've been putting up with this shit right. long enough like we no, don't I mean, care it doesn't true. matter anymore um,
1: maybe maybe not i don't know it I, seems I like i have it. to look that up but like you've got um <laughs> Jen Hatmaker Rachel Held Evans sarah Um, bessie sarah bessie you've got who else and then there are some who are not affirming who support the the queer community in ways that you would not find other people supporting them like jonathan martin i'm pretty sure is not affirming of of same-sex marriage but he is like he went to vigils for um the orlando shooting Mm -hmm. um and he talks about a lot about exclusion And um, how we exclude people from, you know, spaces and stuff like Christian spaces and stuff like that, too. Does
0: he make his stance clear, though? Some people Uh, would hear the things he says and would totally think he was affirming. Pretty
1: sure he does because I'm like, I know for I know somehow I don't know where I read it, but I know somehow that he's he's not affirming. I think William Matthews is is the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not affirming as far as I know, but he is... He's
0: from Bethel. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But he is very supportive of treating everybody the way that Christ would treat people, regardless of whether you agree with um, their theology or not. Vicki Beeching... So in 2009, Vicki Beeching, in an interview, she said she developed a sort of like a scar on her forehead developing. She was diagnosed with linear sclerodomamorphia, which is, I believe, an autoimmune disease, but she had to go through, like, 18 months, like a year and a half of chemotherapy, and she said in that interview that it was because of the stress of not being able to come out. She was a, a prominent Christian musician, and she was very successful, had all of this stuff going for her in the Christian world, and she's gay, <laughs> you know what I mean, Um, and can't come out, so... It's just interesting what happens when... Not only when we force people to stay in the closet, but just the damage that happens when we put people on pedestals.
0: Right. I think there is this misconception in mainstream Christianity that says if you come out, somehow you are going to be glamorized. You're going to have all this attention and that by doing that or by coming out, somehow your life is going to be better or that you're going to be more popular. Like, yeah. like you know, when you sin because you right. want to be a cool kid? Right. Like, that, that's not what happens. Right. I think we've literally discussed, like, four or five different examples of where influential people who are Christians came out and yeah. it basically ruined their, ruined their life or could have if they didn't right. retract the statement. Therefore, or then doing more damage by doing that. Right. It's just, uh, I think that's kind of interesting. Like you said, like, we have people having serious conditions or or serious illness happening to them because of of this type of uh secrecy or you know even like if you if you do believe that way you can't talk about it mm-hmm. or if you do you have to kind of clean it up and yeah. and and just kind of whitewash what you really believe right and that's that's what leads to these kind of things. That's what leads to people committing suicide yeah, because sure. they can't accept themselves for who they are right. in, in any sort of way. I mean, Christianity is really good at doing that to a lot of different people. But, yeah, I mean, definitely with Eugene Peterson and, and even like Jen Hatmaker or vicky beeching in any of those situations like we put people on pedestals and then when they say something that we don't like we tear them down yeah,
1: exactly and i think
0: that's kind of like the same thing with jesus yeah you know when he goes along he's not really making any waves everybody likes him but the moment that he's challenging yeah. norms yeah that's when he has to die exactly what do you think we do right. we have become the empire people no it's we true. are the empire it's true
1: they wanted to, the 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 actual Jewish religious leaders wanted to stone him to death. Yeah. Beforehand, but it when he started threatening the Roman Empire, they went to the Roman Empire and were like, "Hey, we want you to kill this guy." Right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: The blood's not on your hands. Right. That's and and I think it, it, it's so crazy because here's my shameless plug for a TV show that I don't get paid for to promote, but like we watch Scandal all the time. Yeah. And I swear to God. Like, Jesus didn't need disciples. Jesus needed Olivia Pope. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I, I mean, it's crazy the conspiracy that went into getting this guy killed. Oh, yeah. Like, like it wasn't, uh, you know, you read this story and you've, you've read it a million times. You've heard it a million different ways. And every single time I can guarantee you've probably heard it, uh, you know, in a way that is condemning you. Um, and that you have some sort of debt that God had to pay off because of his wrath for you. Right. But, you know, the truth is, like, in in the physical sense, what was really going on there is that his people that were in his own faith community right. didn't like what he was saying. Right. They didn't like what he was saying. And they were able to go to the oppressive government power of the time and use their permission to silence a different opinion,
1: mm-hmm. and it was threatened. Lifeway
0: Christian Bookstore, <laughs> you fucking Pontius pilot assholes! Oh
1: my god, I do not endorse <laughs> the comment that Taylor made. Um, okay. I am sitting here, Lifeway, oh. if you're listening to this. I am sitting here, totally not responsible. We for haven't wrote
0: books yet, but if we anything... do, we still want you to sell them.
1: Actually, I don't want Lifeway to sell my books. I would so not do
0: it. You kind for of endorse what i just said no i don't
1: i'm not saying that i just don't want my books to be sold in life way so the um we talked about the influence of conservative leadership how as soon as somebody steps out of what you think that they should be operating within like for instance the paradigm of being not affirming um there's a backlash and it shuts down the conversation immediately immediately um and it happens over and over and over again and it it does happen in secular spaces as well you know what i mean because you've got the left um punching people in the face instead of um taking them down like i mean not that i'm not satisfied that a nazi was punched in the face okay please don't Get me wrong. Like I was like <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? I definitely chuckled about Right?
1: But um ultimately, um, what I'm trying to get at here is that we want to encourage people to have conversations about things that most people don't want to have conversations about. You know, like the questions of if God is all powerful and if God is all loving, then why the hell did he let X happen to me? You know what I mean? Those are real questions that people try to answer but they fail like they absolutely fail there are questions about a lot of different things that people don't want to talk about or don't want to talk about honestly and that's what we're trying to do here i think is that like not just the theological questions that people don't want to talk about like why is it wrong to do this or why is it why why do we believe this yeah
0: like, like we're we're willing to go right. to does hell exist exactly <clears throat> you know like you that's know I mean? that's gotta be okay
1: yeah Um, But then also, not even just those questions, but like hard questions like why does mental illness exist? If God is all-loving and all-powerful, why can't he cure me? Hmm. Stuff like that. And that's important too. Those questions are equally as important as the the theological questions. So everything that we're doing here is to try and open up that conversation that has been shut down in, in many different ways.
0: That's why we do it. Thank you for listening to Lost at Sea. If you'd like to stay up to date on all of our latest episodes, follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Lost at Sea or on Twitter at Lost at Sea Also, if you'd like to support our podcast, you can do so by visiting Patreon.com forward slash Lost at Sea PC.